Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. A few months ago, I had the pleasure, I mean, really a big pleasure, of spending several days with today's guest. And we had long conversations, some of them, you know, into the night (laughs) about our favorite topic, inner wisdom, that sparked new insights and and really deepened the connection between us. Um, And that was just before she left North America to spend a year in Europe, Europe and beyond, uh, exploring all kinds of new terrain on every level as she completed her book, Whispers of the Soul. For sure, our hearts were opened in the conversations that we had. And and so I imagine that that might be your experience of listening today and, and being with us today and being with this extraordinary woman. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the quantum connection process. Head there to discover your quantum connection with your inner guidance, your inner guidance and your connection with source by directly, um, I'm sorry, by taking the quantum connection quiz that is there on the website. Because we're each designed to connect directly with source in a different way, in our own unique way. And knowing your own style is the first step to connect with your own inner guidance system in a way, in a, in a way that is deeper than you have ever imagined was possible. It's the secret to creating what you truly want in your life. So my guest today, and I'm so excited to be with her. I've been waiting for this. It's Anita Adams. And she is an award-winning leader and CEO of Inspired, of Joyful Inspired Living. I better read it so that I get all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dedicated to teaching people how to connect to inner wisdom. Anita teaches the Wisdom Way Method, which she developed to guide people to find clarity of purpose, inner confidence, joy, and well-being in all areas of life. Anita is passionate, and she really is. I mean, you'll see it so clearly, about guiding people to reconnect with nature. She believes nature is a sacred portal to your higher self. And when you invest time in it, you open a channel to divine inner wisdom. Anita's new book, Whispers of the Soul, has just been released. So welcome, Anita. Welcome her wisdom. Welcome this (laughs) Beautiful woman. I'm so delighted to be here with you. Thank you so much, Laurie. And what a what a lovely introduction. Mm. I do feel like uh, our time together at that conference uh, in in Santa Fe, I knew I was supposed to be there. There was this there was something that just said, yes, you need. In fact, I had changed my plans to leave North America so I can attend that conference because (laughs) there was a reason for me to be there. And I'm convinced it was because you and I needed to connect. (laughs) I I am too. I wasn't, I had said no about going. Really? I didn't know (laughs) that. There were so many things in the way and not least of which was my daughter's baby shower. And, um, 
I had just said no. And then I kept being with it. And it was like, you need to be there. And I had that feeling. It was, oh, yeah, I needed yeah. to. So it's so neat. It's so interesting. And yeah, you and I sat up for hours <laughs> talking into the wee hours of the night, which was just lovely. So thank you. And sometimes for having me a here. wonderful con- uh, cocktail too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one or two. <laughs> it's always nice. So let's let's mm, create this ground for our conversation and for mm-hmm. our, our, um, our the people that are joining us for this. What is the way, the wisdom way method? Tell us about that because you say it's a, it's a path to find clarity of purpose, um, inner confidence and well-being. So that says a lot. Yeah. And it's, it is a, a path to what I like to call your higher self and, and how I came to, to this. Can I start there? Actually, can I share my little, a little story about all of that? Cause it, it does give some context and I think it's relatable. I, this was around, well, the pandemic, um, the pandemic struck at like so many others, my life went into a total tailspin. I was, I've never experienced anxiety. Like I I stepped into anxiety during that time. Um, just the fear of what was going on was one thing, but my business was really hit. At the time, I was uh, the founder and the executive director of a nonprofit arts organization that I had built uh, and ran for 18 years. And all of a sudden, the funding, all of our funding partners pulled out, all of our sponsors pulled out, everything was... Uh, everybody was saying, no, we can't give you money. And I'm sorry, we can't, we did sign that contract, but no, we're, we're backing out of everything. Um. And I had a staff, uh, it was a national organization, a staff that I was responsible for. And this was just created a huge amount of stress in my life. And we were also uh, supposed to move to India that year. And so we had a, we canceled that trip and suddenly we found ourselves without a place to live <laughs> in the middle of the mm. pandemic. So all of this stuff was weighing on me and I became a different person. I don't even recognize who that woman was. I was so massively stressed out. And I had a a meeting with my business coach and on that call, I was expressing my anxiety and she asked me, she's like, Anita, so what do you typically do when you're feeling anxious? How do you, how do you calm? What's your go-to method to calm yourself? And I said, well, I usually go for a walk in the forest. You know, at the time I lived on the edge of a, a forest belt and just, you know, spending a half an hour going for a walk in the forest would usually calm me, but I was just too busy to do that. And so, and she said, okay, Anita, this is what I want you to do for the next um, 30 days. Every day you are going to commit to yourself to go for a walk in the forest. And I pushed back. I, I can't do that. No, no, I can't do that. And she's like, yeah, you have to do that. This is what, this is yours to do. Find a way. And months, actually years later, actually, I, I talked to her about this and I'm like, is that something you commonly ask people to do? You know, like what kind of business coach sends their clients into the forest? <laughs> Away from their desk, by golly. <laughs> and she said, not at all. She said, I, she, she got the download. That's what I needed 
to do. And it's one of the reasons why I worked with this um, woman. Her name is Lisa Marie Platsky. I believe you know her as well. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course I do. Yes, of course you do. And I've interviewed her on, on Wisdom Talk Radio. Okay. Yes. That's right. And um, yeah, so she's, she told me that that was the download, the message that she got, that that was mine to do, to go into the forest and, and connect with nature. So after initial pushback, I, I went and the only way I could find time to do that was to get up at the crack of dawn and get up first thing in the morning. And so I found myself every morning walking in the forest and there was nobody it was me the squirrels and the coyotes that was it <laughs> and quite a so, tree. <laughs> so i found myself speaking out loud you know like just talking to god to the universe and i was at the beginning of that journey i was pretty demanding i wanted to know what i what was i supposed to do and i kept demanding what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do and about two weeks into that journey, I started to calm down. I started to connect with my environment. I started to feel even grateful for my business coach for sending me out. Things were starting to lift in my spirits. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was happy, but I was definitely a lot higher up in that, you know, elevation, that vibration zone of just feeling calmer. And I was still asking, what am I supposed to do? And then this one morning I got an answer and it was this bubbling up response. What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And without hesitation, I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I found myself literally in this argument with myself, I suppose, you know, like at the time I'm like, what's going on? It's just like this inner dialogue that was happening, but it was, it was almost like I was talking to a older, wiser version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really question it at the time, but I'm just going, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? No. What do you want to do? I don't know. Yes, you do. And with that, yes, you do. I was silenced. And when I got home later that day, I, I couldn't seem to get any work done. You know, I sat at my desk and I was just so distracted by this experience. And we've all had this experience where we've talked to ourselves, but this was different. There was something, there was something weightier, more profound, um, more grounded. It was like I said, it was like I was speaking to a future, older version of me and I decided I needed to get away from my desk and I ended up going to the bookstore. You know, there was one store not too far that was uh, still allowing a few people in it at the time to, you know, peruse the bookshelves. And I found myself at the, at the back of the bookstore in the spirituality section. And there was some, um, like I said, I was looking for answers, right? And there was a book. <laughs> and it's got to be a book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was desperate to be told what to do, yeah. really. Like yeah. I was, I wanted somebody something to tell me what I'm supposed to do. And so I pulled, I found one book that caught my eye. It was um, Conversations with God by uh, Neil Donald Walsh. And I opened it and this one sentence just literally leapt off the page. And it said, frustration and anxiety come from not listening to the soul. And I'm like, mm. 
I know this. I know better. <laughs> I'm not listening to my soul. And the penny dropped, the penny dropped. I'm not listening to my soul. And so the next day I, I got up with a little more enthusiasm for my daily walk. Cause I, now I, I've got, I've got a purpose. I'm, I'm going to step out into the nature and I'm going to listen to my soul. And I had a new question and today it was, what do I want? What do I really want? Mm-hmm. And nothing, <laughs> nothing came. <laughs> I, was, I was so because disappointed. Because I'm asking, you should answer. I know, right? I was, <laughs> I was so convinced that I'd figured it out and the mm-hmm. answers are going to come. And, but I, I knew, I knew I was onto something cause I'd been here before I have been in the place where I've been able to access and listen to my soul. Something was preventing me from doing that right then. And I knew mm-hmm. I needed to work on me to figure that out, to open that piece up in me so I can receive the downloads. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it. I stuck with getting up every morning Um, walking in the forest and asking, what is it that I want? What does I want? And, and realizing that when the answers come, have come before to me, I've been really present to my environment. There was a method, really a method to Mm -hmm. connecting. And so that's, that was when I started to really think about pulling those pieces together and developing that, um, that method. What is the method for tapping into inner wisdom? And, and when I clued in that it is a big, a big piece of it, it's not the entirety of it, but a big piece of it is, is really being present in the here and now. And I find the forest for me. So you can, you can access the here and now through meditation, as you well know, and there's various ways to tap into that inner wisdom for me to access that soul voice, that inner wisdom, that inner knowing whatever your word is for it. It's being in nature because I can then get really grounded by using all my senses, by connecting to Mm. my environment, by noticing what I see, what I smell, what I can feel, what I can hear. All those senses help me get really grounded and in my body. And I stop worrying about the future. I stop telling myself stories about the past. I'm just right here, right now. And when I'm able to do that, it's like I'm opening a vessel. I'm opening myself up to to receive. So I started practicing this, getting really present while I was in the forest. And I was also practicing gratitude because uh, I've understood for years how that practice of gratitude also expands the heart. And I'm wanting to expand my heart so I can receive and that's really a, a big part of the wisdom way method, which is an ancient, really ancient method of expanding your heart to mm-hmm. to receive and allow to to come in. And I started to hear the whispers of my soul guiding me. And it's been nonstop since I've learned to really open and hear and listen uh, to those whispers. And um, yeah, and so the, the, to break it down into, there's three components of the, the, what I call the wisdom way method. Mm-hmm. And that is to, to look, to look inward. It's about an inward looking journey of, mm-hmm. of knowing yourself 
and opening yourself up, looking inward, mm-hmm. then it's listening, li- opening your ears to listen to the, the answers that are coming to you. And then the third part of that is to learn, to, to learn to take action on the whispers. Because as I think you, mm-hmm. you might have said before this, our conversation, or maybe been another conversation that um, where you need to, when you hear the whispers or when you hear that inner guidance, the, the next step is to really is to follow that guidance. And a lot of, a lot of people may hear whispers. They may hear their soul speak to them, but they don't either, they don't trust it or they're afraid of it, or there's, you know, the vision that is being presented feels too big. Um, and the question is that really mine to do mm-hmm. you push it away so you don't take action. So that third step is to learn how to take action, how to move forward and listen to, to what you've, what you've heard. So you use the word trust in there. <clears throat> you also said in like that question, and that's such a common question I find in the people that, that I work with is, is this really mine to do? And sometimes it's not, you know, when something comes, because there are some, I talked earlier about that, the styles of one's own inner connection. And some people who receive ideas like nonstop, it is part of their makeup. It's, they may be tuning into something in the field that isn't for them. It might be for their best friend, or it might be for somebody on the other side of the world. So how do you how do you recommend that people learn to have that kind of discernment? That's such a great question. I've never been asked that before, and I'm so glad you asked that. I do talk a little bit about this in in the book, and one of the things that I do is I keep coming back and I keep asking, is that mine to do? Is that mine to do? So when I, for instance, when I was um, given the direction to close my business, like to to shut it down, that was that was hard to to hear at first because I had wrapped my my whole identity was wrapped up in that um, business, and I didn't like that answer. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting I was wanting advice on and guidance on how to how to save this business, how to build it up again. And I right. and I, there was a time before I started going to the forest where I'm like, yeah, you know, like I've had so many. The, the journey of that building that business has been, you know, one roller coaster ride. And mm-hmm. so I feel like I've been there before where I thought things aren't going to work out, but I knew I could I can make it work out. I've all, I'm mm-hmm. almost taken. I have taken pride in being able to get out of um, to turn situations around. But yeah. this time, the voice, my inner wisdom was telling me that, no, this it's now it's time for you to move on to something else. It's time to let this go. And I'm like, really, really? Is that really what mm-hmm. I want? Is that really mine to do to, to let this go and move on to something else? And I kept, that was my new question that I went into the forest and, and asked. And it was because you were willing to ask though. That's the piece is that people will say, is this really mine to do? And they'll, they'll ask it. They're not asking. They're just doubting. Oh, that's a really, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, and there was doubt, there was doubt that I had, um, 
And I knew I needed to figure that piece out. Here's another thing that I also have learned over the years is to figure it out on your own first before sharing it with other people, (laughs) especially when you're really, when you're uncertain, like it's so natural for us to go to our friends and, and our partners Mm. and, and just unload, you know, what's going on and ask for their advice. But and, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, you have to recognize that they're seeing it from their lens and from mm-hmm. their stories and from, you know, what would they do in that situation? And I think it's really important that you recognize that and, and, and then go into your space to listen to what your wisdom, your mm-hmm. inner wisdom is telling you. So important. And so I, I waited, um, when I got the, the whispers to close my business, uh, I waited for probably two weeks before I talked to my husband about it. And, you know, he's my closest confidant. And I, I just needed to really be sure that's what I wanted it before I had the conversation with him because it would impact him as well. Of and course. I wanted his obviously wanted his buy in and, and um, support in that decision. But I needed mm-hmm. to be firm in, in the, the feeling that this was the right thing for me to do yeah. um, first. So. Yeah. And there's that feeling in the body of mm-hmm. of rightness and knowing that comes Absolutely. from that Absolutely. inner direction. Yeah, comes from having received but, it. Yeah, and when we got, I got the whispers to turn nomadic to get rid of all of our possessions and and do go down that road. I'm mm-hmm. like, really? and again I had to sit with that for a while before I you know shared the idea with my Mm -hmm. husband to see what he would think and he's so funny you know I this I present the idea to him and like three seconds later he's like yeah cool idea (laughs) wow (laughs) how wonderful how wonderful you know The other piece of of all of that that I'm thinking about in terms of asking other people is other people have an investment in you staying who they've known, you staying the same being, not just doing the same thing, but not changing. And because it's very threatening. Oh, I've always known you to be this. Mm. And now you Mm -hmm. say you want to be somebody different. Yeah. Wow. Then, you know, and there's that tendency for people to to get upset, you know, or want to hold you in what in a particular place. So it's 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 so helpful to what you've just described about getting that surety of self. Yeah, because other people's opinions will also send you into that place of self-doubt too mm-hmm. and that's and I and I had that I had that as well like I, I reinvented myself I went from executive director of a film agency film mm-hmm. promotional agency to somebody that um, coaches people on inner wisdom you know, <laughs> <laughs> and who runs retreats and and does kundalini yoga on decks mm-hmm. and and you know on bluffs overlooking the ocean and you know it's a very different you know this executive businesswoman to you know almost uh, you know <laughs> just this free-spirited just a very different persona that yeah. most of my my uh, circle of people knew me as and right so right I knew I needed to be really set in that and and 
feeling the grounding in the direction I was taking mm-hmm. um, before sharing it with the, with the world. And then once I did, you know, it was okay. This, this feels so right. That's mm-hmm. the right decision. Mm-hmm. It, it took some time. Yeah. Some yeah. Time. I, I still celebrate you in that. I I'm remembering back to, wow, the late eighties when I left being a psychotherapist mm. and it was that similar kind of thing that I had come into all these new experiences that were taking me away from being a therapist. And that had been my identity. That had been my, certainly my business as well and my sustenance. And when I had to tell my clients, when I did tell my clients, I'm going in a new direction. And, and I had to let go of that, which defined me. And some people were, were fine to well, that I'm curious, you know, what is that about? And is there still a way to do some work together? And yes, there was, but other people, it was very clear that that wasn't how, where that we were going to play together anymore. And that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's really fine. So it's hard to reconcile or recognize that sometimes too, um, especially if there's, you know, people that you've been close to that uh, don't, approve or don't you know or they feel like you should be doing something differently that's right hard and that's particularly hard if it's like family members you know fortunately i my family has always been very supportive of the directions i've taken Mm -hmm. but i've had friends in my in my uh, life where i had to step away from friendships for Mm -hmm. a period while i was you know recalibrating if you will and Mm -hmm. i didn't need the negative um, the ne- negative input, uh, the the doubts, the you know, mm-hmm, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, I think it's important to be aware and take take uh, stock of the people mm-hmm. that you're surrounding yourself with. Absolutely, especially, especially when you're making a big change. Especially know, transitions are hard. Transitions are yeah. so hard, and we can so doubt ourselves. And we need to make we need to make sure we are surrounded by people that are going to lift you up and mm-hmm. support you. And, you know. I, and I'm thinking about how that kind of doubt and questioning is is the ego part of us, that part of us that wants to stay safe, wants to stay the same, 100%. that amygdala part of the brain that says, you know, no saber tooth tiger over there, don't go in that direction. Yeah, saber-toothed tigers have been extinct. So there's the ego, that ego aspect of us, which we're not wanting to to kill, like some traditions will speak to. Mm-hmm. It's not about that at all. And how do you how do you recommend or um, decipher really between that voice of inner wisdom, the the whispers of the soul, and the yeah. ego? Like, yeah. which is what? Yeah, sometimes it's hard. Um, Here's what I tell my clients. The ego will typically comes from a voice of fear. You know, there's it's not there's nothing wrong with the ego. The ego usually wants to protect you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It speaks. It will often speak from the voice of fear, whereas inner wisdom always always comes from a place of love and it will always speak to you about your greatest self your the greatest potential even at the beginning when you start listening Mm -hmm. it's not going to necessarily 
paint the picture of this this great grandiose big life here because mm-hmm. that can be really scary it'll take you right. through baby steps as well but it's always going to come to you from a place of love sometimes again that the vision that is presented will be frightening like when mm-hmm. i was when i was first guided to teach people how to tap into inner wisdom for instance there was a lot of fear that came up because it felt like this is, this is too big for me to do. This is who am I to do that? But it was the, who am I to do that? Is that's the, that's the ego speaking, right? That's the inner critic that is trying to keep you safe. Right. So the, the inner wisdom does, it can create fear, but it comes from a place of love and the fear that it might create is fear of not you not being enough. And then you have to evaluate, you have to recognize what's going on. It's like, I am, I am afraid to move forward with that because it's taking me outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, Anita, that's so beautiful. Just the way you've all that together and and kind of taken us step by step through that and and unravel that um and that's the that's the the really important part about um the the wisdom way method the first step is looking looking inward mm-hmm. that's that's what I mean by that. It's looking inward and asking yourself these questions mm-hmm. and trying to understand, well, where does that fear come from? What am I afraid of? And really breaking that down so that you can understand what is causing you to make choices, either choices to hide or choices to step out and take yeah. action and live into what your true potential is. So true potential, and I'm right on board with you around that. And I'm thinking about that question because I teach people how to ask those inner questions. And that question of who am I to do this? Again, you can ask that in a very different way. If you ask that in an open, curious, let me bring this through kind of way, that inner inquiry, who am I to do this? Hmm. It would be a great question to to actually use yourself saying. with that knowing, oh, yeah. this is why this is how I am a bridge builder for the people that haven't known how to do this. Right. And and yet so my 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 teacher for so many years always was connected with her inner voice, always mm-hmm. And had been from a very, very young age, was seeing all these light forms coming mm. to her. And she didn't, it was harder for her to be the bridge builder. She could do it in energy. But because I grew up with such a linear, intellectually um, educated family and way of being, be- when I learned how to do this, I could build the bridge for other people to say, okay, you know, yeah, I understand you're here and you might want to be over here. And here are some of the pieces of how you do that. Here's how you get to from here to here. And I hear you saying something similar. And it may be, you know, you're going to have your own unique way of that, of what is, why is it, Anita, that you are the one to write this book? 
<laughs> I love that. I love being inquiry in that way. Uh, it's kind of like the the uh, a very positive. It's the, the same words, but different yeah. intention. Exactly. Like, instead exactly. of going, "Who am I to do that?" It's like that's the ego question. That's the ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, tell and me. And that's the judgment. Right. That's the judgment. That's the judgment. And I think that's that's so key. It's uh, it's about listening to the guidance without judgment. Right. Listening with that, with that open heart and with, with that, that open heart. Curiosity. And, yeah. And then saying, who am I to do that? Tell me, who am I? Tell me how wonderful I am that I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> and, and I know you're, you're playing with that. And I, because I, but I want to pull that out too, because you talk so much about true potential and that's crucial. That's crucial to recognize that our true potential and, and getting that input from our inner wisdom, wisdom, hearing the, the the whispers of the soul about our potential isn't the ego. It mm-hmm. isn't the ego. It isn't that grandiosity that um, people talk about having to be aware of. And I, I was so aware of that. I was so cautious about anything that I heard that was positive about me. I'd take on all the negative for sure. I take on yeah. all the judgment, yeah. but the, it, the, that opening to, Oh, this is your light and how you're to yeah. shine it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You, you're hitting on a couple of things uh, for me here. And it's so this journey uh, to your highest, your best self through listening to inner wisdom, it happens through love of self Mm. And yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the foundation found this foundation of my book as well. It's about mm. really, truly learning to love yourself deeply, because when you love yourself deeply, you stop saying, who am I to do that? Mm-hmm. You stop hearing just the negative. You stop being so shakable that you you are you become unshakable in that in the pursuit of creating something beautiful for for your life and for all the lives that you you touch. Uh-huh. I think it's I think it's so important. Like for me, really, that, that the mission, my mission is <laughs> I was asked this recently. What was it? She said, um, what is the miracle of your book? If you could if you could have a miracle achieved with your book. Mm -hmm. And I said that I would be able to help people fall in love with who they really are. Mm -hmm. Because when you fall in love with who you are, then you can hear the whispers of the soul without judgment. And you can lean into that true potential that you have because most of us don't believe it don't believe how great we really are, how wonderful we really are and what we can do in this world to make a difference for others in this world. And when you love yourself, when you truly, truly love yourself, there's no room for hate. Can you imagine a world if even 10% more people loved themselves, like mm-hmm. truly loved themselves? Yeah. It'd be a different world. It would. Be a different world. The whole myth of separation would, yeah. would be dissolved. It wouldn't yeah. even be in our conversation. It wouldn't be in our conversation. So that's that's what I want from this book. I want people to fall in love with who they are so they can 
hear the whispers of the soul and be guided by it to lean in without judgment and to trust the path that they they are on and love the life that they're in. I had a I had a client ask me once um she said uh, she was upset with me because I told her that she has to, you know, she has to ask the question, what do I really want? And mm-hmm. she said, that's so selfish. That's not a higher, that's not a higher, higher self action. That's an ego action. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 <laughs> it's not, it's not. But I can, I understood where she was coming mm-hmm. from because we're taught that, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't put our own needs and desires forth. But when you're tuned in to inner wisdom, you are going to be guided by your highest self and the highest self for all. And mm-hmm. it starts by getting to know who you are and what you really want. Mm-hmm. And then when you can pull that, pull back the layers and then ask yourself, why is this important? You can have so much clarity and then you can take action with the highest, your highest self and the greatest good for all. Yeah. So, yeah. And it starts, it starts with loving yourself. Uh, I'm so glad that you've talked about that, Anita. <laughs> and I remember my teacher many times saying, you know, the energies always work appropriately when we're in that highest frequency, mm-hmm. they always work appropriately. And that means for the whole. Yeah. So it may seem like something that is self-serving as if that's not okay. But if we think about capital S self, higher self, what is, what is serving my highest self is also going to serve the highest good. So self-serving, we can put that on its head. I haven't ever thought about it or said like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Well, you you are once again in this conversation um <laughs> taking me all sorts of places and you know spinning Likewise. new thought processes and yeah. new ways of mm, articulating things and I I so love that and so value that in in being with you Anita. Yeah, likewise, Laurie. I'd, I'd love that. Like you, you give me new perspectives, even that, that idea of, you know, who am I to do this? <laughs> From, like, it's just another, another way of looking yeah. inward in a, in a positive way and, and yeah. looking for the answers, looking for the answers of, yeah, what do I bring to this beautiful vision? Yeah. And then when you're grounding that in what you just talked about, about loving love of oneself. Wow. Yeah. Power, power, <laughs> power. So will you um, tell people about how they can reach reach you and where can they find you? And your book will be, I'm sure, I know it's everywhere. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But, uh, how can they connect with you directly? Yeah, um, you can connect with me through joyfulinspiredliving.com. Uh, my email address is anita at joyfulinspiredliving.com. And, um, yeah, all my information about my book is up there as well. And it's available on Amazon and all the, all the places, <laughs> all the places, all the places that you might expect. A book yeah, to <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and, and a it book comes- that's showing, shining, shining such light. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, I've created a workbook to go with, uh, with the, um, with the book as well. Cause it's, you know, it's a personal growth, spiritual growth book. 
And if you want breakthroughs in your life, you got to do the work. So I've got a, a number of exercises um, after each chapter. The first section of the book is my personal story, you know, it's kind of leading you into the story. And then, uh, and then we get into the teaching, if you will, mm-hmm. with more tons of stories. I just, it's all about stories, stories. I, I like, I like teaching through stories. So it's mm-hmm. all full of stories. And, uh, and then at the end of each chapter, starting in chapter seven, uh, is, uh, um, some exercises and I encourage you to do the exercises and, uh, download the book is for free. The, 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 uh, workbook, workbook. you can download it from my website for free mm-hmm. and, uh, and it'll just walk you through all the, uh, all the exercises from, um, the lessons taught and they're fun. They're, they're fun exercises. Like one of my exercises, it's, it's called joy spotting and it's, it's literally your job is to go out and, and spot joy <laughs> and then write about it. And just what, what did you see that brought or experience that brought joy to you? And joy spotting is something I didn't, that's not my concept. It, it was created by coined by another, uh, another beautiful soul. Uh, but I bring it into my book and share the concept because it's such a brilliant one. And it's such a simple exercise that you can do to, to bring more joy into your life. And when you, when you are joyful when you feel gratitude and joy you're expanding your heart and you're able to receive so Mm -hmm. these little extra fun exercises like this that can help you tap into your inner wisdom wow yes 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 (laughs) Uh, thank you so much anita adams for gracing us with your beautiful beautiful presence ah you're so sweet thank you so much for having me here Lori. And thank you to our listeners, our viewers, because remember, we're we're on YouTube as well as as a podcast um, for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery and illumination. And please leave us a review wherever you found us. And we're you know, we're in all kinds of of your favorite places. Um, Please leave us a review, because when you do, that's what allows other people to say, oh, what's that? And to get inspired, to get the wisdom to to transform our world, because that's what we're all about here. And um, well, really, for more that you might receive to deepen your connection with your inner guidance, take the quantum connection quiz now. Find out what your style, what your natural way of of being with that this quantum universe is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.